Thanks for joining us for another God-inspired message from C3 Church Monash. Connect with us online at c3monash.org.au and we hope you enjoy today's message. That's um, a very moving story when you're losing a little one on Mother's Day. Um, can't imagine how unbearable that would have been. But hey, happy! I want to say happy Mother's Day to all you mums and uh, just want to celebrate the women of the house today. It's it's wonderful uh, to have so many great women around us. And I know I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for the women in my life. Definitely the men in my life. Definitely my husband and my dad. And <laughs> but women, there's something about women. We love to do stuff together, right? We go to the toilet together. We Well, not together, but we, we get like being in, in the company of other women. Oh, some of us might like to be on our own sometimes, but most of the time we kind of gather together and we gather around children and, you know, just that's in general, that's, that's what, who we are as women. And um, I just celebrate you all this morning and uh, thank you for what you represent in my life, ladies and women. And uh, even the little ones, you know, just what they represent. And our youth and our young adults in my life, they just mean so much to me when I, they're around me and supporting me. And uh, look, honestly, to be a senior pastor of a church, I, I can't do this on my own. It's We do it all together. And, uh, you know, Colleen, she's been our PA sorting out events and making look pretty out the front there with the team. And beautiful Ruth has made all those beautiful little, um, those little succulents in pots. Who got a succulent in a pot? How pretty are they? She spent time putting them together. So thank you for that. You know, our, te- our worship team and, you know, there's mums represented here. They're getting up early. They're preparing a place for us to come in and to, to be in the presence of God. And, you know, for Giselle, she, I mean, there's just women everywhere that are, that are doing an amazing work and amazing job. So let's just celebrate. Let's give them an applaud this morning. Thank you. Amazing. Why don't you grab a seat right now? True that Mother's Day can be uh, bittersweet, but I hope we can celebrate in such a way. It's also time to celebrate. Celebrate our mums, celebrate um, the women. And I I, I thought that I'd read this. um, um, I saw Esmerie do a post. Is Esmerie here today? Maybe not. I saw her do a post. I don't know if anyone else saw her Instagram post. I thought it was brilliant, actually. So it was a, um, a British novelist, playwright and poet in the 1900s, uh, in 1911 to 1993, a guy called William Golding. And he wrote this. He said, I think women are foolish to pretend they are equal to men. They are far superior and always have been. Come on, the women said. Woo! (laughs) Whatever you give a woman, she will make greater. If you give her a sperm, she will make you a baby. If you give her a house, she'll give you a home. If you give her your groceries, she'll give you a meal. If you give her a smile, she'll give you a heart. She multiplies and enlarges what is given to her. So if you give her... And I shouldn't say the word out loud, C-R-A-P, be ready to receive a whole lot more back. <laughs> so, 
I was allowed to say that in church, right? But I just thought, hey, that's awesome. He must have been uh, trying to get on the right side of his wife, I think. But uh, how true women, we give, give them something and they multiply it, right? Would you agree, men? Yeah, yeah come on. Men, would you agree? Definitely. Come on, it's, we're, we're supporting the women today and the mums. Hey, look, we're not superior but I can say we are certainly of high value and worth in God's sight. And that's how God sees us. And we need to see that ourselves, women, mums. We need to see that ourselves. But we need to see it with humility, a self-awareness of who we are, what we're stamped with. And we are stamped with greatness. And, um, you know, being aware of God's relentless love for each one of us. And he has no favourites. You know, um, often my kids will come up to me and say, who's, who's your favourite? Who's your favourite? And I have to try and work out, who's my favourite today? You know, like, who's been to But, you know, a mother's heart is, look, sometimes one child can be causing you a lot of grief and you think, you're not really my favourite today. But to be honest, our heart, isn't it amazing how um, our, heart, our love multiplies for each child that is born? And then when grandchildren come into the family, then your heart, you just think, have I got enough room to keep loving? Oh, yeah, certainly have. There's more love to give out and there's more grace over our children. You know, one of the most wonderful things as a mum is for me to see my children encounter get it out, <laughs> encounter the presence of God, the goodness of God in their lives. You know, we can make it a safe place for our children to grow up. Sometimes it's not so safe for some of us. Some of us, of you that may have grown up in a not so safe place. Some of you have had tra trauma in, in a marriage relationship or in relationships. It's been tough in the family line. But you know what, God sees us. He sees us. We come before him broken, in broken pieces, all of us. doesn't matter where we've come from, what we've done, we come in broken pieces. But he sees us as whole. He doesn't see us broken because of Jesus and what Jesus has done for us. So the most wonderful thing, the most wonderful gift for me is to be able to see my children come to a place of wholeness in knowing who they are in Christ. And you know, they've all been on journeys. In fact, I might just put a photo up of, I've only got one there of my grandkids and this was a recent shot. Thanks, Dave, if you can pop that up on the screen. It was a recent shot of um, our, our grandkids. And um, you know, this is just, there is no perfect family and it's not coming up. <laughs> it will, I know, I trust you. Um, you know, that kids, you try and get a photo and, you know, I love getting photos and trying to capture moments. But I also love to live in the moment. I'm not always on my phone. <laughs> Steve might say differently. But, um, you know, just capturing a moment. And we're trying to get a photo of all the grandkids. Um, the other day we, we all got together just after our presence conference. And we went over to see Steve's dad who's been unwell. Um, and we wanted to take all the kids and grandkids together and it's a very rare occasion where we can all be together so all of our four kids and uh, our daughter in two daughter-in-laws and our son-in-law 
and our seven grandkids, we all uh, headed over to Greenwich um, across the harbour and uh, we ended up catching up with Steve's uh, dad and his stepmom. And it's just uh, such a great time just gathering together. But at the end of the day, we tried to get a photo of us with the grandkids. And uh, there we have it. Smiling faces, joy, oh joy. It was like, you know, like, let's get a photo. By the time we'd finished <laughs> the afternoon, it was like, nah, I don't think they were ready for it. And the little cousins, it was like, they didn't want to say goodbye to each other because it's so hard saying goodbye as family, isn't it? But it was a really precious time. And, um, you know, we are just so grateful. I'm incredibly thankful to God for the family that uh, I've been blessed with. And, uh, and I only ever hope that I can love on them the way that, you know, I can possibly love them. And um, it's been an absolute privilege to do that. You know, something I really like to do this morning, and I thought I'd just bring a very brief message. Something I'd really love to do this morning is to pray over the children in the house. And um, I just thought when Alinta's going to come down a little in a little while and bring the kids to the front, and I just thought there's nothing like seeing your children get touched by God and the presence of God, you know, and children, they get, a, they, they've got a simple faith, there's a simplicity of faith, and they get a, you know, you just have to pray for them, or ask them a question, and um, they can be rebellious, I know that, but they can also pick up really quickly a spirit of God, they can pick up the sensitivity of the Spirit of God. And I think the more that we do that with them, we pray with them, we pray over them, we lay hands on them, we believe for them that God can minister in and through their lives. You know, my mum and dad, they're not here. Uh, they're in heaven uh, rejoicing. And I know that I always miss them when they're gone. And I, remember, I had a friend come up at my dad's, at my dad's funeral and just say, oh, she was actually an acquaintance, not really a friend, but came up and said to me, you know, I really want to thank you for sharing your mum and dad with me. They were like parents to me and I was so blessed by them. And I don't think you understand just how wonderful they are. But I've got to say, I want to thank you for sharing them with me. And I went, oh, wow, hadn't really thought of it that way. And I just thought, you know, like how precious it is to know that um, we can share our parents with others. My mum and dad always had a house full of people. Mum always had kids with disabilities or children that um, weren't coping well at home, always in our home. And so, you know, they just loved on people. And for me, that was just the way it was. It was the doors were open and people would come. And, um, you know, I didn't think about that it was impacting so much others' lives. Well, I did later on. And I thought, that's what I can be to others, that we can, I can be like a parent to others. We can be spiritual parents to others. And it doesn't matter how old they are, whether they're young or old, but we can be like a spiritual parent to another. And I was so blessed by that. Um, yeah, wow. The right seed, the, the rich soil and being released on time. There was just something I was thinking about when I was preparing this word. The right seed. 
you know, our kids are a seed. We've got to put them in the rich soil, prepared ground. Get the ground ready for your children, especially young parents. You know, some of us older ones, some of them have grown, some of them gone their way. We release them and release them on time. Sometimes we hold them a little too tightly. I learned that on the day I dedicated our children to the Lord that I was actually releasing them to the hands of God, but also to the family of God, to the people of God. I was trusting them to also be like spiritual parents to my kids, to be there, to see them, to love on them. And many of them have been very good to our children. You know, I, um, I remember the time. There's so many remem- moments when I remember, you know, one of, them, one of our sons, Nathan, who um, we've been praying for last year, his wife has uh, walked through cancer and uh, been getting marvellous reports um, beginning of this year and doing really well, which is we're so grateful and so thankful for. But, um, you know, Nathan, I remember in those days when he was going from high school into university or perhaps looking for a job at that time, you know, that transition. And it was a time where he'd been uh, very involved in running youth and, you know, really wanting his friends to come to Christ. His kids, you know, his friends, some of them going out, getting drunk and going to parties and he was just desperate before God wanting them to come and, you know, know who Jesus was. And then, you know, it came a time when he just went out and went to a party and just decided to let his hair down. I thought, what's, what's given having, you know, one party, having a few beers and, you know, why not have a few beers? And had, then he had a few too many beers. And uh, before he knew it, he was with the rest of his mates just getting drunk and, um you know, I, I never forget that, that he, um, he kind of wrote this little letter and put it on our bed and said, hey, mum and dad, um, I just want to say, look, I've probably really grieved you and uh, I'm being a disappointment to you, but uh, I just need to kind of find my own way. And that was his letter. He said, I love you. I thought, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. What kid writes a letter and puts it on your parents' pillow to say that? You know, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing anyway. Um, you know, so we didn't, we didn't let him go, but we released him to make some choices. He was a young adult. We put all the values, we'd undergirded our family values and all the prayer and brought them into the house of God so that they knew it was investment. It wasn't a boring place to be. It was investment for them. And, and, you know, that, that they, ended up, they ended up just finding their own way in God. And, and you know, it was a few months and then got a, we got a uh, phone call from a youth pastor in one of the other churches saying, look, your son's being very irresponsible. I think you need to do something about it. And, uh, you know, like it's just that he happened to see our son once drinking with some mates and he decided to let us know. Well, we were thankful, yeah, that he let us know. We thought, okay, thanks, thanks, mate. We uh, appreciate that. We're gonna, we are praying for him. We've had some conversations with him. But he's got to find his way. And um, later on, we didn't realise, but that youth pastor that actually rang us and started telling us, you know, putting all this stuff on our son, he was actually in adultery, and he was not doing the right thing by his youth. And I was really saddened by that. I was really broken hearted by that. But at the same time, 
I thought, here's someone in sin and he spotted someone else in sin and he's having to, you know, and I think, wow, we've got to move the log out of our own eye before we start putting accusations on somebody else. You know, our son might not have been doing the right thing and we'd had conversations with him and we'd talked through some stuff and we said, hey, we love you. We trust the decisions you'll make will be right decisions. His rebellious period was very short-lived, I've got to say. He said he was so conflicted in his heart and he was finding himself compromising before God that he said, I, I just am not enjoying my life. It's not the way I thought it would be. And uh, he said he came back into the house of God and he gave his heart back to God and has served him ever since. And he's got his beautiful family. They've walked through, you know, some tough times and they've walked through some tough times with their business at the moment, but they are raising a hallelujah over every situation. And God is good. God is good. Yes, come on, let's give God a hand. And, you know, there's just, there's just story after story. We are no perfect family. But I just love this scripture. And, um, I, yeah, there's a scripture here from Psalm 111. Verse 3, and if we can put that up, that's the last scripture that I have. I haven't done any of my message. Um, but the last scripture here says, Everything he, God, Yahweh, does is full of splendor and beauty. Each miracle demonstrates his eternal perfection. Do you know what? Each one of us, each one of you, each one of your children, they are a miracle. If you've ever watched a birth, they are miracles. I remember doing the obstetric side of my nursing, watching so many babies born. I think I cried every baby that was born because of the miracle that they are. Everything he does is full of splendour and beauty. I love it. Everything is full of splendour and beauty. There's no mistakes whether you're introverted, extroverted, whatever family background of origin you've come from, you're not a mistake. You're his splendour and beauty. Our children are God's splendour and beauty. And I know that there's pain here today. And I know that there's celebration here today. But we can all walk in victory, no matter what we're facing because we were singing before that new wine. And there's moments when we've just got to surrender. And that's, that opens the soil. And then we've got to make sure that that soil is getting the rich, rich Word of God into it. It's getting prayer into it. It's getting encouragement into it. It's getting belief into it. I don't know whether you're here today and you're feeling discouraged. I'm going to say take off discouragement and let the word of encouragement come to you this morning. I'm going to bring our kids down the front. And what I really want you to do is to be praying in your heart for these children. They are the next generation. I was going to speak to you about the woman whose name was Jochebed. In um, the book of Exodus, Moses' mother. She's a woman who was quite amazing, I thought. 
She was Miriam, Moses and Aaron's mother. She stands out as one of the greatest mothers revealed in the pages of Scripture. Her selfless love and sacrifice made possible the exodus and the deliverance of God's people from Egypt and literally changed the course of history. We had communion before. We talked about Rhonda, talked about the Passover. God never intended for his people to be held captive. No matter where we stand on the timeline of history, Jesus freed us once for all. And we can know his freedom. Doesn't matter what you're walking through. Jesus brought freedom to you. He brought freedom to our kids. It was a dark time. They were captive. Pharaoh took all the Israelites, the Hebrews, captive. You know why? Because when Joseph was king, they started to flourish. God's favour was on them. They were prolific in their growth. There was more of them coming and strength to strength. But when Joseph and the generation passed on, Pharaoh came. There's always a bad king, right? Someone, there's always a devil out there trying to rob from us, steal from us, take from us. We need to be aware. His name is Satan. And he'll get, he'll get on us sometimes. He'll try to keep us captive. When Jesus said, no, I bring freedom to you today. I love that Jochebed, she listened. She covered her children in prayer. She prepared a safe environment for them in the darkest of environments. She did her homework and assessed the situation. She kept a hold of Moses when all the other baby boys were going to be murdered throughout the land because they wanted to stop the growth of God's people. They wanted to put a stop to it. Does that sound familiar today? People, the world want to put a stop to the church's growth. They want to put a stop to you and I proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. They want to put a stop to us, but they won't. And they don't realise that they are people too that God's offered freedom to. And you know what? The generations to come are still going to fly the flag hold high and praise the name of Jesus. And they're going to be deliverers like Moses because their mums and their dads went out to work and mums went out to work. It's a different day but prepared a place for those children to come. Come on, kids, come on down. They were sensi- she was sensitive in her timing and care of her child. There was teamwork in the family. And they held on. She held on to her loved ones loosely, but not carelessly. Love holds loosely. Don't hold on too tight to your children because they are precious. Don't hold on too tight. Hold them loosely. Jesus... God holds us loosely. Why? Because He believes in us, because He knows that He has a plan for us. He knows that we are wonderfully and beautifully created, aren't we, kids? Yes, we are. And look at you guys. You're all just so beautiful. And you all have a story to tell. And you all come from great homes. What's today? Who knows what today is? Mother's Day. Yes. Who, who knows how funny mum can be? One, two. 
Who knows how cranky mums can get sometimes? All the hands go up. Yes. And who, who can tell me something that mum does that you really love? Says hello to me. Oh, that's pretty important. That's important. Addie? Spends time with me all the time. She's such a good mum, isn't she? Spend, that's good. What about when you're at school? She picks me up from school. Uh-huh. What about when you're at dancing? She always comes to watch the open week. Oh, what a great mum. Chloe. I like it when she cooks. What do you like when, Ryder, what does your mum cook that you really like? <laughs> no idea. No idea. Is Dad a better cook? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who loves their mum? Let's give a big cheer for the mums this morning. Fantastic. Okay. Well, you know what I want to do this morning? I want you all to stand up, little ones. Little big ones. Hey, are there any youth here at the moment? Got any youth? Got any doing? <laughs> They're hiding. They're like, nah. <laughs> come on, you youthies. Does anyone want to come out the front? Come, come, come. Hey, Daniel. Who else is youth here? Zach. And who have we got here? What's, what's your name? Joe, no, Noel. <laughs> you don't like the mic? You're gorgeous. And God's got something pretty awesome planned for you. I really believe that. I really do believe that. That you're going to see God's hand on your life. You already have. There have been things that have happened to you over time. How old are you? 14. 14. Still so young. But God, is, God has got great things in store for you. And I really believe that, that there's going to be friends in your life that you probably think they're good friends, but they're friends for a season. And then there's going to be other friends that are going to stick by you. But don't worry about whether they're going to stick by you or not, because God is always going to provide you with the right people that are going to be loving you and supporting you, believing in you. But you believe in yourself. Believe that God has got a plan for you and that you're going to make a, such a difference in people's lives. I really believe that the things that you say, they might not be big things, but I think what you say to your friends and what you say to others that might be struggling, I believe that God is going to use you and you're going to find yourself reading that Bible and you're going to see that God's going to open up new things for you that you didn't think were possible. So, Father, I thank you for Noelle. I thank you, Father, for your blessing upon her world. I thank you, God, that you reach into her life. God, give her the desires of her heart. She'll know you, be blessed by you. In Jesus' name. Is this your little brother? He's so cute too, hey? What's your name? 
Malachi. Malachi, what a cool name. I love it. Malachi, you're handsome. Are you strong? <laughs> well, you know what? Great it. You build an awesome tower. Well, I think God's going to use you to build lives. I think you're going to speak into lives and God's going to do something really significant in your life. And you can not only build buildings, but you're going to build lives for the glory of God. Who's asked Jesus into their life? Who's made a commitment? Yeah, wow. Who, who would like to ask Jesus into their life? Isabel, have you asked Jesus to come into your life before? Yeah. And, and so do you feel that, that he's, um, he's with you right now? What does it feel like when Jesus is in your heart? It feels really good because it's comforting me. feels good because it's comforting you. I love that. How good is that? Because sometimes we don't feel that comforted, do we? When there's hard things going on in our world and um, God really wants to comfort us. Who else can tell me what it feels like to have Jesus in your life? It feels good and because sometimes I'm scared of the dark and he helps me not be scared. Not be scared. Oh, that's really wonderful. And that's what Jesus promises that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Sometimes we kind of get off track sometimes don't we or we might hurt somebody by the words we say we might you know do some dumb things I still do and I go wow what did I do that for but um God is always with us isn't he Chloe what does it feel like for you when Jesus is in your heart I feel confident in what he's gonna do for me how's that how old are you nine turning ten Nine turning ten, not even double digits yet, and she feels comfortable and confident, don't you, in what God is doing. I've seen you lift your hands up before God and um, worshipping Him. What does it feel like when you lift your hands up to God? It feels like He has... It feels like He's... Is it a tricky one to explain? Can anyone else? Does anyone else know what it feels like? A second Amy. What was that? A second Amy. Feels like a second Amy. Don't you love that? Well, that's imitating. Imitating those that you look up to. Feels like a second Amy. Where's Amy? Amy, stand up. How do you worship God? <laughs> isn't that beautiful? That's powerful, isn't it? That we... They see what we do. Feels like a second Amy. And you know, when my son, my, my youngest son, Joshua, I remember, his name was Joshua too. And I remember when he came to the altar once and he'd fallen off his bike and he'd smashed all, you've fallen off your bike? Well, this Josh had fallen off his bike, smashed all his face, scabs everywhere. We had it all plastered up. 
And we, we went up to a revival meeting. When he was little, they, there was this revival meeting where a lot of people, we were seeing healings. I mean, we see healings in, in our church, but there just seemed to be an influx of healings and God moving. And I know my, it was, it was Josh, and it was, he was wanting to get on the altar, like you, Josh. And he wanted God to heal his face. But he saw people going down, falling down in the spirit. You know, sometimes people are prayed for and they go down on the ground. And he was like, he kept standing there while everyone was going down on the ground. And he thought, I want that to happen. So he followed the pastor all around so that he could fall on the ground. And anyway, he came over and he says, I'm not falling down, Mum. And I said to him, well... It doesn't matter if you don't fall down. It's just feeling the presence of God. So we went back out on the altar and the minister said to him, are you okay? And he goes, I want to go down in the presence of God. And the minister said, it's like when you plug, you know, when you plug something into the PowerPoint, hopefully it's the right thing that you're plugging in, the cord and the, uh, what do you call the... uh, thing that goes into the PowerPoint? The plug. <laughs> the plug. Simple, really, isn't it? The plug. You put the plug into the PowerPoint and the light goes on. Electricity. It's a wonderful thing. You know, when we plug into Jesus, I remember Giselle bringing this little message recently, but when we plug into Jesus, the power of God comes. We let go. We allow God to do what He needs to do. Sometimes we fall on the ground and that's okay because someone's usually, we hope, should be there to catch us. But what I'm going to do right now, we're going to all line up. Let's all line up over here. Let's, let's line up kids over here. And we've got our great team, worship team. Joshy, my big Josh, come, be, come with me and help me. Okay, so just have a line up here. We've got our Linda, our... our kids past him we got so what we're going to do Josh we're going to pray we're going to can you help me pray you're going to help me pray pray for everyone and I want everyone can we all maybe stand up is that going to be okay or would you rather worship God sitting down so we can no let's all stand up right now if you want to move around and come down closer to the front please feel free if your mums and dads and you want to come and see what we're going to pray for our children right now. We're going to pray the power of the anointing of God and we're just going to go into a time of worship. So can we go into a time of worship right now? Thank you, team. Make me an offering. Make me Okay, now let's just, let's just stand in a posture. We're talking about having our hands open and our arms lifted up. Do you know what? That's a posture that says, Jesus, Come minister to me this morning. So can we all just stand facing, just face like we're singing in a congregation. And, and let's just worship. Let's just lift our hands right now. Lift your hands. It's like plugging in to the power source of Jesus right now. That's it. That's it. And I'm going to come and pray for you. Just going to pray for you. Just going to touch you. and Let the power of God come on you. If you want to stand there, that's fine. If you feel that, you could just fall back. There's going to be someone behind you that catches you. 
And you can just lie there in the presence of God. And you can let God speak to you or just love on you. Maybe you see things. Maybe you see pictures. Maybe you see something like Jesus coming to you when He was like a disciple. And um, when He was with His disciples. And maybe Jesus healing people. Maybe you see Jesus healing somebody in your family or a friend. Father, we thank You, Jesus. Wow, well, thank You for allowing us to pray for You this morning. Thanks, Mum and Dads, for, um, for these gorgeous kids and that they could, you know, just stand on this altar. You never know what God is doing. Again, I, when I refer back to a revival meeting, when Pastor Steve and I, we were... Um, it was in the, the 80s that we were going to some of these revival meetings and we're seeing people get prayed and oh, just so many churches packed with people coming into the house of God, hungry, desperate for God. And I remember um, one of our sons, or both of our, two of our sons were playing on what they call Game Boys in. Now you don't have Game Boys now. But they were, you have phones and games and things like that. They were in revival meetings just while the minister was speaking and there's prayer and worship. And they were playing on their Game Boys, you know, these games. And I'm thinking, they're in the presence of God. What can happen? We got home that night and um, they didn't say much. But the next day, our, our eldest son, again, Nathan, he was uh, in his room weeping. He was just crying. He just couldn't stop crying. And, uh, and, and Steve, he came up to Steve and he said, I just can't stop crying. And Steve said, what's happening for you, son? He says, I just keep seeing my friends going, going to hell. I just keep seeing them going to the, they're just going to the wrong place. They're not going to where God is. They're going where He isn't. And he just was weeping for his friends. And then Steve prayed for him. And we prayed for his friends and we prayed that his friends would come to know Jesus. And he's seen many of his friends come to know Jesus over the years. And now he's praying for his kids to know Jesus. And some of them have just recently given their hearts to the Lord as well. So never give up. Never give up, Mum and Dad. Never give up. You don't know what seed is being sown when we speak encouragement, when we believe in them, when we get around them. Sometimes... It might be a loving, hard word from a mum or dad. Receive it. Because <laughs> they're only trying to give you some direction and love on you. God bless you all. It's been a great morning. Let's give these gorgeous kids a hand. Kids, let's give mum and dad a hand. And we love our, those who care for us and love, our, love on us. It's a lot of grandparents too today that are looking after their children. And, um, you know, there's so many opportunities, isn't there, for children to be cared for and loved in the right and kindest of environments. Father, I thank You for today. I thank You, Holy Spirit, Lord, for every mum in the house, for every parent, for every carer, for every grandparent for every youth, for every young ad adult, for every child. Thank You for Your blessing. Thank You, God, that You've created us with such beauty. 
We thank You, Father, that we can do, that You call out of us, that we can call out of each other, that which You have placed in us so that we can go and see Your Name glorified, people's lives changed. In Jesus' Name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's message. If you have any prayer needs, email prayer at c3monash.org.au or connect with us online.